The Bible tells us that do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a great word for these times in which we live, not to be anxious, not to be fearful, but the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Might want to write that down, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I welcome you to this hour of broadcasting. Alex McFarland here. You are listening to the American Family Radio Network, and we're so glad that you are. We're going to talk about, obviously, what the entire world is talking about, the situation in the Ukraine, the Russian invasion, unprovoked war uh, declared. There's so much going on, and I have got a very special, not only a a very special colleague uh, and guest, William J. Federer, Bill Federer, historian, scholar, but just a brilliant analyst of history, uh, times past, but also times present. I do want to welcome you to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. Uh, honored to be with you. And later on in the show, we will take some telephone calls. If you uh, happen to recognize my voice or my name, it's probably because of a show that is heard at 3 p.m. Central every day called Exploring the Word. And Bert Harper and I will be live as we always are. Well, not always, but virtually always live. Once in a while, we have to do a pre-recorded show, but we're we're pretty much always live, 98 and a half percent of the time, I'll say. And we'll be on with Fireway Friday uh, this this afternoon. But um, you know, uh, Bill Federer, I first learned of him 25 years ago. Plus, I was a youth pastor, and I would give all of my graduating seniors his wonderful book, America, the Encyclopedia of quotations, America's God and Country Quotation Book. Of course, he's written many books. You've heard him on the American Family Radio Network before. And let me just say thanks to Bill Federer, because folks, listen, this is a servant. He is on the West Coast at a conference, and so out there it's not 10 a.m., it's 7 a.m. And uh, Bill Federer, I want to thank you for being with us, but thanks for being willing to get up early when most people are having coffee you're willing to do some radio. So thank you for your service, Bill. Hey, Alex, great to be with you. It, well, it's good to be with you. And, uh, you know, you have studied and written and spoken on history so extensively for the last couple of decades, three, three decades. I have followed you so much of what I know about world history, church history, and certainly American history. I have learned from you. But we are living in historical moments even right now, aren't we, Bill? Uh, we are, and I think that, um, you know, it says that Satan is a great deceiver, and uh, there's uh, an agenda being imp- implemented right now. Uh, the uh, saying is that in politics, nothing happens by accident. Uh, Lord Acton, the British statesman of the previous century, said, official truth is not actual truth. So, oh, that's powerful. Uh, the same media... Uh, the same media that's that's pushing an agenda, I always take a step back and say, okay, uh, what what is it that they want us to believe? And is this the actual truth, or is this a distraction from something else? Is this planned? Um, and more often than not, uh, when it comes to international politics, 
that there's uh, different layers of agenda that's taking place, and the the, the first whatever the left wing media is telling us, I, I always uh, take a breath and do a little homework. Yeah, because like you said, uh, official truth is not real truth. I mean, th- there's there's reality, and then there's the narrative or or the official party line, and and I, I think probably more so than ever. Tell me if you agree with this, Bill. Um, we're living more than ever in an age of spin and carefully crafted narrative, but but I also think more than ever the average citizen is aware of that. Uh, I, I don't don't you think that that many Americans are aware that what you hear you just can't passively accept what's coming off of the six o'clock news because there's there's some spin quotient in virtually all of the journalism out there right now, isn't there? Yeah, I put together a book on socialism and I have a chapter on how to brainwash a nation and it goes back to marketing where in the uh you know, 1800s, it was Wells Fargo Wagon, Sears Catalog, and you would list every fact about a sewing machine. And then in the early 1900s, we came up with slick magazines and the concept of making it look like everybody's using a product with nice, happy pictures of families. So the classic is Crisco. Uh, nobody knew what was in Crisco. I don't think today most people know what's in Crisco. Um, but they would sell it by having pictures of happy families eating delicious-looking food. Yes. And once that consensus, by the way, Crisco's made out of cottonseed oil. Uh, they'd harvest cotton okay. in the south. They have mountains of these little black seeds. They would mush into this mucky black stuff that they would use as oil in factories and machinery. Nobody ate that stuff, but somebody came up with the idea of bleaching it. And nice look advertising, we've all eaten it. Um, but this idea that instead of knowing every detail about a sewing machine, you know absolutely nothing about a product. Uh, they right. even created a term. Vegetable based. That was a brand new term they created. Um, but it's this idea that you buy it because. And so Edward Bernays, who's a nephew of Sigmund Freud, who was the psychologist, uh, he wrote a book called Propaganda in 1928. And he talked about how businesses can use this to make people buy their products. He later changed the name of propaganda to public relations. Oh, wow. But it's all how <laughs> you manipulate the consensus to get people to buy a product. Um, he says, a larger manufacturer of women's shoes has a popular actress. Where are the shoes? The fashion spreads. Uh, and it takes out women are going to a grocery store, a, a shoe store, and they don't realize that they're controlled by this businessman who uh, is pushing this. And so they've basically taken uh, this propaganda for selling a product to selling a political ideology, to selling a, a foreign policy attitude. The Spanish-American War, right? Uh, there were injustices going on in Cuba. And you had the newspaper editors, uh, Joseph Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst, um, using what later got termed yellow German journalism to mm-hmm. intentionally stir up sentiment to get into the war. Hearst told his illustrator, Frederick Remington, uh, to go to Cuba. And he says, you supply the pictures, I'll furnish the war. So this uh, concept got studied and perfected of how you can use media uh, to manipulate. um, And uh, then you have theater. That's also part of it. Um, In Athens, they had... uh, 
Let me ask you this. Speaking of uh, like political theater and the arts, uh, you know, cinema and stage, but there's also writing and literature. Uh, People are comparing Vladimir Putin to Adolf Hitler right now, and they're they're trying to draw parallels. and, And I'd love your opinion if you believe there are you know, some actual similarities, or they just may be assumed. But one thing that is kind of uh, worth noting, both Hitler and Putin wrote uh, their rather um, slanted views of history. And, you know, Putin has asserted that, you know, really the Ukraine doesn't have the right to to be its own sovereign nation, that the modern state of Ukraine, this is Putin's assertion, was created by Russia and is, is really owned by Russia. And so, uh, you know, talking about propaganda, you know, both Hitler and Putin seem to have used their own version of history, their their writing and their voice to set set a narrative to legitimize their actions. Now, I hear that music. Uh, Bill, hang on if you would. Folks, you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. So glad you're listening. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about propaganda and truth. The truth is that we can trust Christ. We do need to pray. These are tough times, dangerous times, but I want you to be encouraged because God is in control and the God of all truth is not at all overcome by darkness or lies. And more than ever, we need to show the world what it means to be stable and confident and reassured in our everlasting righteous Savior, Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. We're going to come back with more after this. How do we change a nation? One heart at a time. The Ministry of Preborn not only shares heartbeats, but shares hearts by loving women in crisis and leading them to Christ. When this mother came to a preborn center, she was scared and not sure she could afford another child. It was just a scary time for us having my daughter, how that would impact our lives. When I came here, it was just so amazing to come to an environment where someone would actually pray for me and guide me through my battles that I was facing during that time. After receiving love, support, and the gospel of Christ, this mom chose life for her daughter. You can be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. For $140, sponsor five ultrasounds, and you'll receive a story and pictures of babies' lives that were spared. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com. Your gift is tax deductible. Target is in the bullseye because of its transgender bathroom policy. A petition by the American Family Association to boycott Target now surpassing a million signatures and counting. People have their own beliefs and stuff, but what can it hurt? What can it hurt? What can it hurt? It hurts our daughters. It hurts you. It hurts our families. It hurts me. It hurts all of us. Sign the petition to boycott Target at AFA.net. Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Christian parents are on the hook today because they have to identify the threats to the value system uh, that's being taught to their children in public schools. And their job is to protect their kids from these influences. Tune in for Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson. Weekdays at 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. on American Family Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our program. God's blessings to you all. 
So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's Isaiah 41, verse 10. Alex McFarland here. So glad you're listening. We're talking with our our dear friend, scholar and author and just one of the treasures of the body of Christ, William J. Federer. Hey, uh, Bill, before we go too much farther, I want you to give your website, if you would. How can people find all of your resources and follow the, the scholarship that you give to the world? Well, thanks, Alex. It's uh, AmericanMinute.com, AmericanMinute.com. AmericanMinute.com. Before the break, uh, and by the way, folks, I I will take calls. I I know you're at a conference, and I want to respect your time, and uh, I'd I'd love to talk to you for about the next eight hours, Bill, but uh, do you see parallels, apart from the analysis and certainly apart from the White House's, um, you know, reporting on the the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Um, I'm I'm just going to ask this, and uh, forgive me if it's an ignorant question and I ask it awkwardly, but um, is Vladimir Putin the Hitler of our times? Um, He's he's probably uh, got that spirit, uh, but it also means that Biden is the Neville Chamberlain of our time. Uh, That's Uh, where I was going to go. He's a weak leader. Matter of fact, Biden's not just weak. He created Russia. He created how did Dick Morris, who's a political commentator, uh, brings out the numbers that Biden shut down our pipeline, which would have given us very inexpensive gas. And then we began to buy oil from where Uh, Russia. And we've been buying just within the last few months, like hundreds of billions of dollars. And then we've been given special trade deals with Russia, allowing them to get copper and, and valuable materials, equivalent of a trillion dollars We, our country has given Biden. And then there's what's called SWIFT, and it's an agreement of international bankers. And mm-hmm. the U.S. has the ability to put pressure on SWIFT to um, cut off uh, the processing of transactions of countries. And the question was, is Biden going to pressure SWIFT to... to cut off the financial transactions involving Russia? And the answer is no. We're letting them do this. So here we're giving them tr- trillions of dollars. Uh, we're allowing them to do this. And then a lot of speeches that Biden gave basically gave a green light to Russia to do what they're doing. And then um, uh, even acknowledge that the sanctions we put on them are not intended to do anything. <laughs> um, and, and then, uh, you know, if people believe that Afghanistan was really just a uh, inept uh, policy decision by a dementia-ridden <laughs> leader, yeah. um, it wasn't. It was all planned. Uh, I've talked to people on the inside that you had Obama-Biden administration. And who were the people that were running the show? Uh, Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, Anita Dunn. Well, after Obama, Biden are out, uh, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, Anita Dunn go down the street and work for Obama at his little uh, sub-government down mm-hmm. the street. And then when Biden gets in, what happens? Anita Dunn, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Susan Rice go right back. And what do they do? They want to go back to the Obama agenda in the Middle East. They want to isolate Israel, uh, abandon Christians, and arm Islamists. And 
because uh, Trump had stopped all that. He, he had sided with Israel. He stopped well, us. There was an article in the Los Angeles Times that uh, under Obama, uh, fu- fundamentalist Muslim groups armed by the CIA are fighting fundamentalist terrorist groups armed by the CIA. So we were like arming everybody over there. And so much so that Tulsi Gabbard, the Democrat congresswoman from Hawaii, introduces a bill, Stop Arming Terrorist Act. I mean, under Obama, we were arming the terrorists. And, and Trump stopped that. But what... Uh, what we do see now is just a simply a reverting back to the Obama Biden agenda. Yeah, and and you know what what people don't realize is, you know, uh, during the last election, I had many, many, many Christian friends uh, reprimand me, Bill, for my support of President Trump. And look, it's not uh, supporting Trump because he was Trump. Uh, it was his policies. He had. If you're a constitutionalist and if you're a Christian conservative, you have to admit Trump had the right policies: pro-Israel, pro-life, pro-religious freedom, energy independence. You know, for the first time in years and years and years, I remember. I don't know, uh, Bill. Eighteen months ago, buying gas that was you know one sixty nine a gallon or something like that. I mean, it, so. Uh, in the interest of the American people, the economy, world security, um, stability in the Middle East, you know, pro-life, uh, e- even if you think Trump is just an odious, rude person, if you care at all about God and country, he had all the right policies. But I, during the election, I, I, um, some of the minister friends that I know, some of whom are household names, you know, were urging their people not to vote. Oh, all the politicians are crooked. Don't waste your time voting. And, Bill, what, what I'm getting at is now here we are in a very weak administration. Um, the interest of the American people are not being served. Uh, very often the interest of enemies of America are being served. Um, should the Lord tarry? I mean, it could take years, decades centuries for the world to get to a safe, free place again, couldn't it? I mean, when when you've got the Middle East becoming um, militarized against the West, and you've got now Russia doing, and, and, you know, only the Lord knows what next, I mean, getting things stable again can take a long time. Damage done in weeks can take decades to repair. Am I right? Yeah, it can... You know, our founders understood it could take a lifetime to build a mansion and one irresponsible match to burn the thing down in a day. Um, but but that's what we're we're seeing, and it is uh, happening before our eyes. Um, you know, I'll go back to Afghanistan. Uh, every military person I talk to says that if you have to pull out, you destroy your weapons. You destroy the planes. I talked to somebody in Vietnam that they flew back in with their helicopter and destroyed a a damaged helicopter on the ground to keep it from getting into the enemy hands. We pulled out of Afghanistan, leaving all of the billions of dollars worth of high-tech equipment. That doesn't happen by accident. And then shortly after we pull out, China moves in to Afghanistan and is mining uh, precious metals and so forth and um, Things are happening. And then you look at politicians. Uh, Many of them are on the take. They're getting funds and support from uh, China. I mean, here's Hillary Clinton. During her administration, when she was Secretary of State, she gave away a fifth of the U.S. uranium to Russia. 
in exchange for a $145 million Russian contribution to her Clinton Foundation. And so what does she do? It's called psychological projection. You accuse your opponent of what you're guilty of. She pays for a steel dossier to accuse her opponent of colluding with Russia. And then we have... Um, this is uh, treasonous. And then we have a candidate. It's called psychological projection, where you accuse your opponent of what you're guilty of. Um, remember, uh, David Axelrod was the campaign manager oh, yes, for yes. President Obama. And he said, in Chicago, we had a tradition where you throw a brick through your own campaign office window and then call a press conference to accuse your opponent. So you, let's say there's a candidate that's extorting Ukraine, saying, stop investigating my son or I'll hold back billions of U.S. aid. You want to accuse your opponent of extorting Ukraine. Now, now let's go back to this Ukraine thing. What, what is that? Uh, under uh, the way it works with foreign aid is they more or less funnel money to corrupt foreign leaders that funnel it back into the coffers of the corrupt politicians in America. I know it's hard for, for people to understand that, but so, so right. billions of dollars were given to Haiti when they had uh, you know an earthquake. It went to the Clinton Foundation that got funneled to her campaign. Um, the, whenever you see like billions of dollars going to foreign countries for climate change and war, it's money laundering. It goes to the country, but it goes to a corrupt leader in that country who funnels it back into the coffer of the corrupt politicians in America. Um, I actually had friends that were intimately involved in the giving away the Panama Canal and how oh, yeah. banks had lent money to the canal zone and they couldn't pay it back. And part of the giving away of the canal zone was the U.S. who was going to fund it. But the funding just goes to back to the bank that, that loaned the money. Again, um, what we're seeing is things that on the surface look like one thing, but under the surface, um, you have uh, a government with politicians that are very, very friendly with China. And, I mean, giving away a fifth of our U.S. uranium to Russia. Yeah. Mm. And then we're now the, the war does several things. It allows uh, Putin to reinstate Soviet policies and become more of a totalitarian leader over there. Um, but we're seeing a, a, a global chessboard being put in place that is not America first. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it does fit in with an end time scenario. I, I'm not a uh, expert on that, but you do see uh, things changing at a rapid rate. Um, yes. Well, you know, and I, I think that that's a question that a lot of people are asking, Bill. Um, how does this play into biblical end times, uh, if indeed it does? Do you think, you know, Ezekiel 38 and 39, I mean, that's just one of the most Googled uh, things in reference to the Bible right now. How does this play, if if indeed you think it does, into what the Bible says about the end times, um, the invasion of, of Israel by um, forces from the north, are, are we witnessing biblical prophecy happening, Bill? I, I, I think so, um, especially when everything's going on a global scale. Um, you know, you can't help but see, I think Austria just completely mandated the whole country uh, get a vaccine, and then these countries are implementing vaccine passports uh, and not letting you buy or sell without it. Uh, that's beginning to look like, and then with 5G and satellites that, you know, that are a net of them around the earth with Starnet and so forth, that it's literally going global. Uh, 
and um, you know, I talked to somebody that used to be in the administration, and they said that, that Trump was shocked that he was being betrayed and, and leaked in the very, very highest circles. Like people yeah. that he thought that he trusted were actually betraying him. And um, when you begin to get into it, um, it's, it's a betrayal of, of the, the values that we have. But Bill, can, can you hang on through this break for just a, a few more minutes? I've got, I want to draw a good conclusion to this. Can you, can you hang through the break for a moment, sure, Bill? Sure, sure. Folks, you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here along with William J. Federer of the American Minute talking about the world and how we have our security in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to get to more with Bill Federer plus your calls. This is a unique moment in the history of our country where we have an opportunity to restore the foundations of this nation. Tony Perkins of Washington Watch. To a nation that once again honors God. It will not happen unless God's people are informed and engaged. Join Tony Perkins for Washington Watch. Weekday afternoons at 4 Central and Saturday evening at 6 Central on American Family Radio. A drinking spree that leads to a fatal accident. Surely nothing good can come out of that scenario. But God offers redemption from the wreckage we make of our lives. Matthew Marr, no relation to the singer, knows firsthand because he's lived it. His testimony is a roller coaster ride of success, hopelessness, and God's overwhelming grace. You can read his incredible story, Wreckage to Redemption, in the March edition of The Stand, formerly the AFA Journal. Sign up today at afa.net slash the stand. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, what formed Utah's Great Salt Lake? Chris, the Great Salt Lake is much more salty than seawater because it has water coming in but no rivers leaving the lake. Whatever dissolved solids come in, stay there, and as the water evaporates, the lake increases in solidity. It turns out that Salt Lake is really just a leftover remnant of a much larger lake called Lake Bonneville. When the great flood of Noah's day drained off the continents and places water ponded and became inland lakes. Most of these lakes have since drained either through evaporation or through catastrophic failure of the natural dams which were holding them in. Lake Bonneville evidently drained northward through the Snake River Canyon within the last few thousand years. Chris, all the evidence fits that back to Genesis truth of Earth history. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. You know, most tours of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., don't include the spiritual heritage of our country, the Christian history of our nation, the people, the places, the events that God used to birth America. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. My friend, historian Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, goes with us on these tours And he talks all along the way. He tells you about the people, the places, the events, and he does so from a Christian perspective. So you're invited to join us on one of these spiritual heritage tours in June and September. We also go to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown on a separate tour if you want to do that as well. So for all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, simply the website, spiritualheritagetours.com.
Well, the world is watching. The world is on edge. I'm hopeful that much of the world is praying, and uh, we need the Lord. We definitely need the Lord to move in the church and lead us to pray, because do you know what? When the world is at such a dangerous place as it is right now, really, our greatest defense, and really, it's our only defense, really, uh, at all other points of life as well, that's the Lord to pray. And welcome back to American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. We're talking with Bill Federer. Uh, Bill, before the break, and I want to thank you so much for being with us and uh, uh, making time because I know you're at an event on the West Coast. But, um, and by the way, give your website again, Bill. Uh, it's Amer- AmericanMinute.com. AmericanMinute.com. And, w- and what will people find there? Uh, well, my recent book is on socialism, the real history from Plato to the present, and the subtitle is How the Deep State Capitalizes on Crises to Consolidate Control. How the Deep State Capitalizes on Crises to Consolidate Control. So you, you and I see a crisis, our response is how can we help people through it? They see a crisis, their response is how can we usurp power through it? Uh, you know the Rahm Emanuel quote, never let a crisis go to waste. It's an exactly. opportunity to push your agenda. And so we see throughout history that there's a movement to intentionally create crises and get people into fear. And once they're in fear, they will trade freedom for security. This is how the British became the biggest empire in the world. They didn't just walk into uh, India and say, hi, we want to take over. No, they would give guns to one kingdom, guns to another kingdom, stir up ancient animosities and discord. They Kingdoms would fight each other. Then the British would come in to restore order. That's what they tried doing that during the revolution. Right? They'd go to the Indians and promise them money for scalps, like the Mohawk Indians in New York. Or during the War of 1812, the British went to the Red Stick Creek Indians down in Alabama and got them to scalp 500 people in Fort Bims, Alabama. And so this idea sure. of going into a country, finding groups, and then pitting them against each other, Karl Marx called critical theory. So you observe a country, and you find the ethnic groups, the economic groups, the uh, religious groups, and you call some victims, others oppressors, haves and have-nots, and you stir them up to fight each other. And then when it gets terrible, then everyone panics, and then they're willing to trade this freedom for security. And so it's um, uh, a process that is being implemented in America right before our eyes. But if you don't know the history, yeah. you, you buy into it. You don't realize that this is a uh, tried and true. Jesus says a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so that's the idea. It's an autoimmune disease to the body politic. You get the body to attack itself from the inside. Right? Your own immune system is attacking your own organs. And so this is the, the political strategy. You get it, uh, patriotism is the enemy, get them to identify with subgroups and pit them against each other. Um, that's one of the things I talk about uh, in the book on socialism, the real history from Plato to the present. Well, and, and you know what, folks, let's keep in mind, uh, through all of these times, through, uh, you know, acts of terrorism, and then, uh, you know, in 2020, all of the rioting and the Black Lives Matter, the, the vandalism and all of the pandemonium that erupted in the aftermath of the, the death of George Floyd. Uh, and then, you know, we, we could do a whole show on this, Bill, but the Equality Act and the, um, the uh, LGBTQ trans... Uh, narrative and the rights of parents, school boards, all of these crises, little by little, incrementally, our freedoms are being undermined and taken away. And and like you said, the Rahm Emanuel quote of never let a crisis go to waste. Um, I assure you, uh, this is where the left with their, uh, you know, 
deep state, big state, utopian dreams of controlling the lives of people ourselves. I mean, they they seize uh, every one of these opportunities. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about at the end time, there will be a global police state under the regime of the Antichrist. And Bill, one of the things that, you know, I've pointed out many times, in fact, for years, look, there there have always been, you know, sin and sinners. There have always been, you know, struggles and conflicts and wars. But one of the things that makes it different about the moment in which we live, and I, I do, folks, I believe we're in a time of biblical prophecy coming to pass before our eyes, I think we very likely may be near the return of Christ. Because here's some things that are different, and I want you to feel free to disagree. But look, there's been the global worldwide push, in fact, the enforced abolition of morals, the LGBTQ trans agendas, uh, you know, countries like America that believed in uh, if not the overt Judeo-Christian moral code, at least they believed in the general natural law morality that the human race has always recognized. But yet, for uh, abortion on demand and gay rights to be implemented, you have to abolish people's knowledge of morality. And we've seen that globally, the human rights campaign. Uh, I mean, if you assert any moral boundaries, that's hate speech, that's illegal, and the rights of uh, religious people to speak out about sin and truth are being infringed, the rights of parents. So what's unique about this time, the global abolition of morality. The other thing about what's unique in this era is the global wiring of the planet. And cell phones, you know, 85% of the human race has a mobile device well, there's tracking, there are digital footprints, all of that. Sorry for the lengthy run-up to this question, Bill. Um, I, I, I know people at various times in history have thought they were near the end of time, but I see planet Earth right now, Bill, that any of the scenarios from Revelation 4 to 20, any of the scenarios socially, technologically, politically, any of the biblical end-time scenarios could play out now. I mean, the chess pieces seem to be on the table. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, uh, it's it's there. And, uh, you know, one of the things that tyrants do uh, is they purge their military of anybody with virtue. So uh, Plato talked about this. Um, he talked about that. Um, <clears throat> democracy is based on the people having virtue. People really don't have virtue. If you give them a choice of giving up their life or giving up their virtue, they'll always give up their virtue to save their life. Now, ancient Israel uh, added a dimension because people were virtuous because they were accountable to God, but Athens didn't have that. <clears throat> so Plato says that democracy, they're going to tolerate each other. It's nice. Then they're going to tolerate people that are a little bit off, and they're going to tolerate people that are a lot off Till finally they're tolerating lawlessness. It turns into chaos, and then the people panic, and they want to have someone come along and fix this mess, and they'll trade freedom for security. And so <clears throat> Plato says that this is the model. If you want to be a dictator and you want to sow immorality so that these kids go through school not having borders and they come out and they 
commit crimes and there's lawlessness. And then in the lawlessness, everybody says, we want the government to come in and stop the random violence and stop the shooting and stop the violence. And the government's happy to come in. They just change the form of government from you ruling bottom up to them ruling top down. And so the Plato says that uh, at first the tyrants all smiles. He uh, appears above ground as a protector. And then as he consolidates power, people cast it in his teeth that he's getting too powerful. And he has a choice, give up the power which he's not inclined to do because Plato called him a lover of power, or get rid of the people confronting him. And so he purges his military of anybody with virtue. All he wants is yes-men. And then he uses them to push his totalitarian agenda. So Mm -hmm. tires rule, they have two two tools in their toolbox, fraud and force. Fraud is they'll take away your freedoms and lie to you, telling that they're doing it for your good. When you begin to see through that, they drop in popularity. And their only other response is to use their other tool of force. And so they, again, purge their military, and and then they begin to um, – uh, matter of fact, Plato says that uh, the tyrant will intentionally get into foreign wars because people want a strong leader in time of war. So instead of them criticizing this leader for becoming too powerful, uh, now that they're in a foreign war, they want a strong leader. And so uh, Pericles was the Greek leader that was usurping power and built the Pantheon – or the Parthenon, rather um, – Mm-hmm. And so when talk of ostracizing him came along, he intentionally let relations with Sparta disintegrate, deteriorate. So it broke out into a war with Sparta, which was the, the other biggest power at the time. And then everybody wanted to get behind Pericles. So instead of them wanting to get rid of him, now they want to get behind him. So we've seen this pattern throughout history. Whenever a tyrant leader is dropping in popularity polls, their next they, they take off the mask and they just decide to uh, intentionally get into a war, uh, and then peep the public opinion switches to, oh, we got to rally behind him. Um, right, right. You know, during the middle of the Lewinsky trials, um, Bill Clinton fires off some rush, some missiles right, into Serbia. And, exactly. And Di- diversionary tactic, right? And um, But the, the purging of the military of virtue, uh, I think that's uh, what we've seen with the the LGBT agenda. I've talked to a two-star general that uh, retired because he was being tasked to force this um, silence is violence. You can't just be silent and let them do their LGBT stuff. You got to pat them on the back. And he was going to have to enforce this. And he said, uh, he knew he'd get in trouble. So he retired. And hundreds of uh, officers with old traditional values were pushed out during this time. And then you have the CRT pushing them out. And now you have the vax versus the unvaxed. And so people that have uh, you know, a conscience that does not want to do that. Um, they're put in a place where we don't care about your conscience. You just obey. Remember the yes. Eli massacre, that soldier yeah. in Vietnam that followed an order and killed the entire village? Um, oh, yeah. They came after him and said, look, you've got to have some morals where you, you will disobey a, an unjust order. They don't want those type of people. They want people that, and so it's naive of us to think that the same people pushing an agenda through the courts through the schools, through the media, through everything, that they're somehow not going to be tempted to use the military to push their agenda. Bill, we've got to pull away. I want to thank you so much. I look forward to when you and I can visit again very soon. Bill Federer, TheAmericanMinute.com. Uh, folks, stay tuned. On the Radio Network, Alex McFarland here. We're going to talk about what's going on. And as, a, as an American and as a Christian, I hope you are, How can we respond? What should be our posture, our response at this moment? Stay tuned. We're back after this.
AFR is the voice of reason. American Family Radio's Spring share is April 19th through the 21st. An inspiring part of share is hearing how God is using American Family Radio. It's a lifeline for me during the day. Please take a moment to share how God has used AFR in your life. Call now at 877-876-8893. That's 877-876-8893. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, verse 1. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarland here. So glad you're listening. Hey, uh, before we get back to um, kind of uh, what's going on in the world and how you and I might respond to that, I want to just remind people that um, we have a show every day, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, and so forth. It's the show Exploring the Word. Bert Harper and I take your Bible questions and Bert and I had the privilege of releasing a book back in October called 100 Bible Questions and Answers, actual questions from actual listeners from the first 10 years of exploring the Word. And maybe somebody listening right now, maybe even one of your Bible questions made it into the book. The book is doing really well. I got a letter from the publisher, Broad Street Publishing, uh, just thanking me for... uh, Uh, helping get this book released because it's touching the lives of a lot of people. And you can find that book at the AFA store, a lot of other great resources as well. Speaking of Bible prophecy, Bert and I also did about a year ago a a lengthy study of Daniel and Revelation talking about Bible prophecy. And um, like we were saying with Bill Federer just before the break, um, we do believe we're in, in Bible prophecy times uh, being fulfilled. The Lord is coming back. And I would I would be remiss if I didn't say, make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're a Christian, make sure that you're praying for the world and praying for those precious people in the Ukraine. Many are dying. Uh, just homes are being burned. It's tragic. I mean, and, and I want to say what it is. It, this is just evil. 
Putin leading this invasion of the Ukraine and running roughshod over the, the rights of a sovereign nation, the rights of fellow human beings. Um, you can call it you know, imperialistic design. You can call it just evil aggression. But it's evil, and so we need to pray. Uh, the, the prophecy series that Bert and I did is available at afastore.net. Uh, one other thing that I want to say is, as a Christian, as an American citizen, and as a believer, uh, let's, let's be real, let's be honest, uh, and let's recognize we're we're in tough times, but this does not um, uh, supplant our responsibility to walk with Jesus Christ, to be a witness, and to be faithful. And I want to encourage everybody listening: stay faithful to the Lord, stay faithful to your church. And I want to say, I know gas is going up; things are tight. The wisest thing you can do, stay faithful in your tithing. Trust God. Follow the Lord. Um, the, this is not a time to panic. And in fact, I would say one of the greatest things that we can do as Christians in a time of crisis, and the world is in a crisis. The United States of America is in a crisis. Uh, I was in a conference earlier this week, and I was with Dr. Del Tackett a long time friend and colleague, you may remember that name from the Truth Project, and Dr. Tackett and I were talking, and we said our nation is in a, 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 a truth crisis. I mean, my goodness, we're a nation, we believe that males, by simply thinking about it, can turn into females. And then we have others that believe male and female are not even real categories, and then we've got PhDs and educational institutions that are teaching our kids so many false things. And students are, you know, as one Christian leader said, college has become four years and $100,000 to discover that you can't know anything. So we're in a crisis of truth. We really are. And even in the medical field, my goodness, um, the generally the sciences and certainly personal medical care have for decades been immune to the delusions and nonsensical uh, prattlings of the ivory tower of academics. You know, right? But even now, even now, uh, medicine is getting woke and PC. And we're hearing about, you know, health care, special health care for trans people. Uh, and it's not so much health care that's needed, but uh, mental health uh, counseling for people who think they're a, a gender other than the genetic, physiological gender that they were born with. So we're in a truth crisis. Del Tackett and I were talking about this earlier this week. We're in a truth crisis. So what do we do as Christians and as citizens? Stay calm. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Isaiah 41.10, Bible says, Do not fear. The Lord our God is with us. Psalm 27.1, The Lord is our light and our salvation. Proverbs 4 Six and seven, do not be anxious, but in all things with prayer and thanksgiving. So what we can do is we can do like the church did back in World War II, and we have prayer gatherings. You know, I was talking with Dr. James Dobson, my uh, former employer, friend, and uh, just mentor in so many ways, and Dr. Dobson was sharing with me when he was 
he was uh, a child, but back in the World War II era, that there were home prayer groups and Methodist, Baptist, just different denominations, but people would get, get together in homes and pray for our boys overseas. And honestly, it was a time of revival. This can be that again. And folks, I want to say personally, you need to have your house in order and you need to know that you know Jesus and that you are ready. And when you leave this world or when Christ returns, and it may be soon, you are ready to meet the Lord because you you know that you have Christ and you're being a witness and sharing with others. This is a prime opportunity that, that the church can witness. But I want to say this as we, I know time is, is short, but, but think with me for a moment about the, the difference between the left and the right view of humanity. You know, here, here's a quote when Hitler encountered Western leaders like Neville Chamberlain. And, and you may remember famously, and I want to encourage you to, to watch that movie, Darkest Hour, with, um, I believe it was Daniel Day-Lewis that portrayed Winston Churchill. It was just amazing. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman uh, in Darkest Hour. Uh, incredible portrayal of Winston Churchill. And, you know, the, the, a lot of people said Trump was like our Churchill. Well, is Biden like our Neville Chamberlain? Well, some people say that. You know, Neville Chamberlain went to broker a peace deal with Germany, and uh, he came back, and uh, even as Hitler was ramping up his war machine, Neville Chamberlain got back to London and told the, the Brits, uh, everyone sleep well tonight. This is a man that I can work with. I looked into his eyes, and this is a man I can trust, Chamberlain said of Hitler. And Hitler, meanwhile, was back in, in uh, Munich, and uh, or Berlin, rather, and said, uh, hey, I took a picture with him. You tell that old man the next time he comes o- over here, I'll jump up and down on his stomach for the photographers. And here's what Hitler said. Now listen to this. Uh, Hitler was emboldened by encountering Western leaders. Not Churchill, but Chamberlain. Hitler said, quote, our enemies are men below average, not men of action, not masters. They are little worms when I saw them at Munich. And I've got to believe Vladimir Putin is uh, probably thinking the same way right now because, goodness, uh, look, they know, they know America right now, it, the current administration, and I do pray for the president, and I, I, I do pray. I, honestly, I'm not just trying to denigrate and throw stones, but I pray. But here's the thing. Look, leading a nation and protecting the interest of citizens who pay the bills, the taxpaying citizens, the hard workers that actually pay the freight around here, you know, the, the job of a just government is not social engineering, social experimentation, picking a Supreme Court justice merely because it fulfills a quota of ethnicity or gender. You know, um, uh, Biden said that it would be a black female, the next justice. Well, hey, that's great if a black female is the most qualified candidate and will defend the Constitution and adjudicate in light of our Constitution and the foundation on which it was written, which is morals, 
natural law, Judeo-Christian truth, the, the God of nature and nature's God. Uh, but we're, we're, we've got an administration, and I, I'm going to tell you one of the fundamental differences between conservative versus liberal in just a moment. But we've got an administration that is not so much about justice, truth, the Constitution, and the interests of the American citizens. Uh, as Bill Federer said earlier, it's, it's about quid pro quo paybacks for political favors. It's about um, using politics as a career to aggrandize oneself. And it's about ushering in this progressive Marxist utopia. Now, the reason why is because, look, everybody's got a God. Now, if, you, if you're a Christian, you've got the, the true and living God, the God of the Bible. But even the secularists, I mean, even the Democrats that don't believe in the biblical God, they've got a God, and it's their utopian state they want to create. And it's, it's even more than that. It's the UN and this great global uh, paradise that man will make for himself. It's, it's a fantasy. But, but you think about this. Liberals believe that humans are inherently good, but they don't have inherent value because they'll abort them. Christian conservatives, constitutionalists, we believe that men is inherently bad, has a sin nature, but has value because we're made in the image of God. We're going to pick this up again at 3 o'clock Central on Exploring the Word. AlexMcFarland.com is what my website, AlexMcFarland.com. Thank you for listening. Folks, I'm going to be at The Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center, July 8 through 10. I'd love for you to be there. We'll talk about world affairs and how you can make a difference. Keep in prayer. Pray. Pray for the world. Pray for our country. And tell someone about Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to the American Family Radio Network. We'll see you soon. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.